So we discussed this. <clears throat> we discussed this already, but we got to change the name of the show. Ah, I don't understand though. Like in the history of things being named, there's lots of Aaliyahs in the world. Yeah, but I know it's NPR, so it's kind of like it's NPR and it's a whole other podcast. If they, if it was a brand of sneakers, I wouldn't worry about it. Like if Nike came out with the Air Talks, right? And be what it is, right? All of that be, but in a podcast, slow, a little close. So ear hustle wins. Um, I guess to be ear hustling. It's 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 ear hustle. I am so excited. I am so excited. Seriously, no, really, I am. Why? I just like. I always like the idea of. Because, like, okay, let me tell you why. So before you do that, I didn't get the concept of calling it ear hustle until you really explained it. Right. I was saying in terms of us. Right. But it's the audience. Yes. So I know my audience and I know that I have more lurkers than actual participants. And I'm okay with that. Um, Meet your phone. So, I don't know why I'm giving you hand signals like we ever care about this stuff. Meet your phone. Or put on vibrate or something. Um I have more lurkers than actual participants. Mm. I'm okay with that. And they ear hustle. I got way more people that just be like, what's she talking about? Um, and these are people who care about me. Right. But for whatever reason, maybe they're, you know, people I lost in the divorce or people that just don't fuck with me anymore because I have a perm now instead of an afro. Um, there's people who've just kind of been quiet. And I don't have and they it. Can ear hustle. Come on. See, I don't have that as much because if you want to say, if you want to call it an audience, <clears throat> my entire audience, the people I at least kind of know mm-hmm. and I've had some interaction with, I'm not in a space where there's just strangers. No, I'm not talking about strangers. I'm talking about people I know mm-hmm. who don't interact with me anymore right? for a variety of different reasons, but they ear hustle hard yeah, I don't, and heavy. I don't think I have that. If you are an ear hustler of mine, please let me know. <laughs> Oh, um, also, shout out to Ireland. We have at least one listener out there who Uh-oh. listens to us faithfully. Good day, mate. Oh, that's not Ireland. Sorry. No. Yeah. And then we that. just lost them. <laughs> um, so Ireland, Singapore, and Mexico. We've got a couple listeners in those three countries. Nice. That is amazing. I actually know. And there's a one Australian listener who I, listen, who I actually know. What's up, Wanga? Okay. Uh, hey, Wonga. Wonga is a avid fan of all the Chitlin Circuit podcasts. Is that what we are? Are we a Chitlin Circuit podcast? I don't, I don't think we're. I don't know if we're officially on the Chitlin Circuit yet. Oh damn, we're not even on the Chitlin Circuit. <laughs> we're just Chitlins. I, I, yeah. We're not on the circuit. We're just a Chitlin podcast. Well, part of that is also because we haven't really pushed these yet to be anywhere. Which is a whole other thing. Like mm-hmm. we could do a whole episode on that. I think we did actually. We, we did part of an episode on we, how to promote this. I remember putting in the show notes, like, and how do we promote this podcast? Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Wait, you didn't do this already? No. I used to chat a little bit before I do it. I didn't even notice that. I thought you did. So explain to me again why you don't like Jordans. 
Um, well, first of all, I like them in theory. just fine in theory, but I don't like them for myself. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I have a above average size of a foot for someone my height. So I'm always conscious of things that make my feet look big, even though my feet are not big, but I'm still conscious of and it. And even as Air Force Ones have become your new favorite. Right. Air Force Ones are not as clunky to me as Jordans are. Really? I think they're more clunky. And they have... Like a, they have this super thick sole and all that stuff. But they have a cleaner lines mm, okay. um, than Jordans do. Mm-hmm. And Jordans feel very masculine to me in a way that ones don't necessarily. And also I equate Jordans. I'm from East Orange, New Jersey. Um, I'm from the hood. Hood adjacent. Well, my block's not the hood, but I live in the hood from the hood. Anyway, Jordans to me speak to a certain kind of person. Like we talked in another different episode about. Harachis. No, about low rise. I mean, low Air Force, oh, Air Force Ones. The all black, blacks. All black Air Force One low. You have my daughter completely <laughs> <laughs> on the lookout for that's, the rest of her life. That's good life advice I gave her. She's going to be looking down at people's sneakers. And to be honest, the the idea that she's going to do that just cracks me up. I might have saved your daughter's life. Up. Um, and of course, you know, she wants a pair. Um, she does? Yeah, she told me that. I didn't tell you. No. She was like, Mom, I need new sneakers. And I'm like, cool. What are you What are you thinking about? And she was like, black Air Force Ones. I think, they might, I think they might get her fucked up, though. It would not. Not in her life. Oh, not in true. her world. That's true. Not at the co-op. Um, I wonder if the co-op kids know to avoid low Air Force, all blacks. I'm going to go with no. Um, I should go and give a TED Talk to her school. When you, when you go to some places not where you're from these are what you need to look for anyway jordans are for a particular type of person in my head and i'm not that person mm-hmm. girls who were jordans when i was growing up what like that wasn't me no but what's, what's the what, what, what were they it's not quite as as visceral as Black Air Force One low tops, but it's in that family of judgment. Like, oh, like a fear? No, not fear, but just like okay, I see you. Like you're not telling me what the judgment is. Um, no, not judgment. Maybe judgment's not the right word. Maybe it is. Um, what is the the thing? In high school, mm-hmm. the girls who wore Air Force One uh, Jordans came in two categories. One, they were girls who had money, so. They could rock some Jordans one day, mm-hmm. and then they would rock whatever the next day, and the next day, and the next day. These girls have Gucci bags and right. Feli sneakers and the Lottos with the different little the Velcro. Velcro that you could put on and off. Like We're this not is old. just in the- <laughs> no, not at all. This is in their rotation, right? So Jordans are just like what? It's just oh, a Jordan day. Can I, can I guess the other group? Yes. Uh, drug dealer girlfriends. Mm-mm. The drug dealer girlfriend is this girl. I'm okay, talking gotcha. About. All right. The other ones, they wear them every day until they fall apart. That's what they mm. have. So either you had it or you didn't have exactly. it. Exactly. So you got, you got, okay, so it's the red boot theory that my mom told me and my sister about. Red boot theory. Red boots, yeah. Uh, many years ago, I was in my early 20s, Ashanti was still in high school, and I either I or my sister wanted a pair of red boots. They were like candy apple red boots, mm-hmm. like ankle boots sort of. And my mom was like, you can't get those. 
It must have been me. Ashanti wouldn't have been buying her own boots at this time. And we're like, why? They're beautiful. And she said, you don't have the wardrobe to support that. Right. You don't have enough things that go with that. You don't have enough other shoes. You can't buy the statement piece first. Right. So if you buy those, you're going to end up wearing them until they fall apart. Right. And that's never a good look. You never want to be a red boot in this world. And my sister and I were like, what? You never want to be a red boot in this world. And then over the the years. Add to the t-shirt list. (laughs) Over the years, my sister and I would be like, did you see Natalie? And I'd be like, Natalie. Yeah, you know, red boot girl from Piscataway. (laughs) And I'd be like, okay, red boot is like easy, Mm -hmm. easy. So you could be a red boot or you could be a Jordan's girl. Um, Jordan girl, a girl who wore Jordans could be the sneaker version of red boots. Gotcha. Um, if you have to wear them every single day, you know. So what is the entry point to being like Jordan worthy? Like how, how much of a base do you need in terms of sneakers? Well, once you're 46. Because this, this also goes across the board of like whatever. Right. So once you're 46, as I am, and you're grown grown, it doesn't matter. You can you can get and buy whatever, no matter what your closet looks like. You get what you want. So if I always dreamed about being the drug dealer girlfriend with the Jordans that she only wore once every three months, I can do that. If I want to wear buy a pair of Jordans because I like them and wear them into the ground, I can do that too. So it's funny because I bought a pair of gray Jordans recently. Mm-hmm. And then I followed up with the tan new book, Air Forces. Right. Because I felt like I needed a gray black base and an earth tone base of course before i can because i was looking at like red lebron some other things was like I was, I was having the red boot conversation in my so head you do know the red boot theory you knew you could not get red lebrons right without having a tim color pair of ones and a basic pair of jordans right. you knew that right now you can get the lebron the red lebrons if you want right i didn't have a name for it but no i'm thinking about the conversation and i'm having the fact with myself. that they're red is just yeah exactly you get it right you get it um so I am in a place where I can get anything I want. There's no like fancy thing that I have to say, oh, no, I don't have enough things to wear that because I have enough of the basics that I could bring in something fancy. I right. just don't do fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back, that's why I wouldn't wear Jordans because I'm not going to be the drug dealer girlfriend who's only going to wear them once every three months. I'm definitely not going to be the wear them to the ground for the person who only right. had Jordans that wore them all school year. Funny enough, now I need to do the same thing for actual shoes. Well, strangely enough, speaking like, of, I don't need anything because I have what I need. I literally stared at you and I asked you in my brain, can I buy these Jordans? I mean, these ones that I just designed. And you're sitting two feet across from me. I have not actually said a word. Mm-hmm. But I'm waiting for you to say, don't get those. I thought you already got them. I did. I'm telling you what happened oh, as gotcha. I was designing them. You were sitting right in front of me. Okay. So I design them all the time and I just leave them in my cart. Right. And this time I saw. I was just playing with the site earlier. Right. So I saw them. I designed them and I'm like, oh my God, these are so beautiful. They look dope, by the way. But I don't really, you know, I mm-hmm. haven't, I don't have any sneakers that have been like worn down or whatever. I'm good. But I wanted them, and they haven't been available. Although since you don't Christmas. have that many sneakers, no, I have two pair. Right. Well, but for yeah, more than two pair. But I, I mean, have the, the pink 90s cons. that you got me. Pink cons don't count. You have... those are slippers. <laughs> those are house shoes. Come on, low converses don't count toward okay. like I have sneakers. So um, does that go into like the casual shoe category? Those are slippers. Those are house shoes. <laughs> Seriously. 
If you have a pair of white ones that you're keeping white for a reason, mm-hmm. maybe you can count that as I have a pair of sneakers. Mm-hmm. Or Maisie and I designed a pair a couple years ago. Um, those count. But outside of that, okay. no. All right. So, you know, all the more reason. Right. So, I don't really... I'm very intrigued about... I wonder if there are other things that I know more about than I think. Because... We've had some conversations lately about Yeah, and I never, ever, ever, ever consider myself a sneakerhead. I know what I like if Mm -hmm. I see it. um, But I've never worn anything outside of sneakers for working out. Mm -hmm. And Converse's. That's it. I feel like sneakers for me in this moment is the fulfillment of stuff as a kid like i couldn't mm-hmm. get the cereal or whatever i couldn't mm-hmm. get i remember when you know the idea of a hundred dollar shoe was of course insanity of course and i remember i bought a pair of hardaways for 125 dollars. this was with my own money and everything else and that was like the super super duper flex and i balled in them mm-hmm. which was stupid mm-hmm. but whatever and not I guess, too, I get caught up sometime on, on what they're used for, which is silly because they don't really, that's not a thing anymore. You don't play basketball in Jordans unless right. you want to lose, as you recently told me. Uh, not even for you to lose, just get, it's kind of like wearing a NBA jersey to the courts. Like, you don't do that. You're not wearing a Kobe jersey to play hoops up no, the block. No, you're not. No, you're not. I do know that. Like, that's just, you become the target. So I have always liked buying sneakers for people who are into sneakers. I like that. I learned that early. Yes. Um, especially if it's something special. Like I'm not buying Jordans mm. unless there's some kind of special Jordans. Um, and I appreciate seeing how people put things together. But I never thought of myself as a sneakerhead. But if I'm not careful... You will become one. I will become one. Well, I, I think I you already mean, are one. No, I'm not. You're just fighting it. I think you're fighting the thing that you are. No, I think right now I'm just discovering how much I Enjoy know. Them. Oh, how much you. I know. I didn't even know I knew how much I did. Mm-hmm. You know what? Actually, I have a pair of 574s that I do remember. So this a friend of mine only wears New Balance sneakers. This is really weird. If somebody listened to us and is like, what the fuck are they talking about? 574? How do we get to... Yeah. Anyway. So this dude is obsessed with with New Balances and uh, I never really cared for the sneakers that I saw him wearing. And then one day I saw a pair that I liked and I was like, these I would wear. And they were 574s. And he was like, "Uh, I don't like the shape. No, 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 no. I bought a pair. And I fell in love with them. Um, that was a couple years ago. So I think there's always been like a little something in the air around me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really realize it until I bought. I've been designing Nike ID forever. I'm just, just never. never pulled the trigger. Never. Just mm-hmm. absentmindedly. And would still tell you, I'm not into sneakers. I just like to design <laughs> sneakers uh, and put my own my name on the back of them. Forever I've been doing that. Um, I designed Converse's for me and Maisie about five years ago. Um, I designed sneakers for... Did you ever see the knee-high Converse's? Yes. They don't make them anymore. But Thankfully. 
Yeah. I was not a fan. No, but Sky wanted those desperately when she was about nine years old. And I got them for her and then took them to get them customized. And I had... Uh, Back when you actually had to go someplace. Yeah. To get Autographs, that done. little sketches that she'd done. Like, oh, that's dope. It was, they were really dope. She still has them. Um, that was 10 years ago. I was like designing sneakers for somebody. <laughs> but now I want to tell you that I'm not a sneakerhead. Right. But I was very excited to find these knee-high converses and design them for my daughter. Yeah. I've been playing on the site. I, I haven't pulled the trigger either. Because the way they do it, too, it's like it's very final. It's very final. Like you once can barely, you, you, as you point out, you can barely see the shoe once you yeah. made the purchase. Yeah. And like we're not imagine, playing these games with you. You can imagine why that would be. Let me see my mistake at least. Let me like let well, me no, see my regret. You don't, as long as it's not purchased. That's what I'm saying. After I purchase it, let oh, me done. Let me, yeah. No. Especially since it's gonna take it like before. how long? Like six weeks, seven no. weeks. No. I mean, they may say that, but I've two weeks tops. Okay. I thought it was longer than that. Mm. I think it might say six weeks, but I've never waited more than two weeks. I think that's one of the reasons why I haven't pulled a trigger because I feel like if I had to wait six weeks, my mood will change, and right. by the time it gets like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, except okay. it's not. It's the opposite. Yeah. When you open that box, you're like, oh. I've seen you unpackage the customs too, and it's a moment. Ew, ew. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that. Um, it's a moment, and it feels good, and we like it. Um, but I'll, you won't see Jordans on my feet. Um, so wait, your nineties, your Air Forces. I said. Everybody, sorry, Air Force nineties. No. Yeah, nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, you mean Air Max Air Max 90s, 90, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Look at you correcting me. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's next on the hit list, do you think? You mean you after have, the ones that I just designed? I mean, as in, term, in terms of a different model, because you're not 95s. I'm kind mm-hmm. of over 95 as well. I remember when they first came out, that green and gray, I was like, I have to, I gotta get these. So like, now like just eh. like I said about the Jordans, the 95s belong to my sister. She collected 95s, and they still kind of, it's a twinge, because <laughs> she was 15 16 and could collect 95s and i was 22 and could collect bills so <laughs> 95 still belong to her right. um so no there won't be any 95s but uh we'll see um probably another pair of 90s i can see that because I, the colorways that i've seen for them i, I need to get a pair of 90s too i mean they'll get a pair of 90s or air max ones so here's the other thing we've talked about this at nauseum about i'm getting 90s like you just know anyway that, and we can't wear them at the same time obviously what if i have a different color no we can't wear 90s at the same time it's at all not, it's nonsense you know what we didn't talk about mm. did we talk about the concept of being all purpose and why that's yes. why we look alike yes that, so, that episode just came out today, actually. Oh, okay, great. Mm-hmm. So I won't be listening. So yeah, we're gonna get into that too. Um, I don't think that we can't wear that. We can't wear '90s on the same day. And we can't. So if I wear my Air Forces, you can't wear your Air Forces. No, that's nonsense. I would prefer not. I would prefer not because it's too. It makes us look alike. It's too all-purpose. It's too. It it's it looks like we're trying to dress alike, and I'm not having that. So just let me know, and I'll make sure I wear my boots or my heels or whatever. Um, you're banned from heels for a little. while. Do you have your brace on? I don't. And this would have been a really good day to wear it too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I didn't wear it. So I need you to put it on for me first so you can show me exactly how it goes on. Ew. <laughs> you, Sweet. You knew it was coming. I did it actually. Um, I'm gonna wear it for. Mm. I'm gonna wear it this week for seriously. Oh ye of tendonitis. Yeah, man, it's terrible. Tendonitis is the worst. It's terrible, and I have to say, it's this is the first time that I've actually like been like, oh my god, I feel. 46 or that's, i feel like that's not even a 46 thing it's not a 46 thing but no. for me i've been really lucky that my you know i've never broken a bone sprained an ankle nothing why do you do this because that's not how that works we're back oh we're doing that weird thing again but outside of that like i've never had true injuries wait <laughs> i cracked your rib no you didn't who cracked your you can cut that out. Wait, I told you that. Didn't I? No. Cracked rib? What? I didn't. Can you play the theme music right now? Because I need you to just cut. Yeah. So let's, we're going to cut all that. Why? Because I, I didn't know that you didn't know that. Why are we cutting it? Because that's not... Well, how, how did that happen? Um, I'm, I'm, do I need to pause? Yeah, probably. So I'm just thinking whether I would rather have internal injuries or broken bones. Uh, it's all internal. Broken bones, baby. Organ All bone. day. Hmm. Absolutely, you want broken bones. They no. heal cleaner. They heal quicker. You don't, you know, with a broken bone, I'm sure you know this, but outside of like a serious break, you can fall on that bone again. And it's not like, oh, we were broken once. Like, those bones will fuse. Well, they, they healed stronger than they were before the exactly. break. Exactly. So, you know, you get a kidney infection, <clears throat> your kidney going to be like, ow, every six months for the rest of your freaking life. You're going to make me want to hit the button <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. So, um, mm. yeah. Anyway, it's kind of... Can we talk about my nails? I like them. So my nails, sharp. those hearing can't see, I have a stiletto-shaped nail. Um, I've been really more and more daring with my nail shape over the past year. For some reason, I'm not sure. Um, with today being probably the penultimate. You know that word? I believe I used that word with you not too long ago. Penultimate? Yes. Yeah. That's an interesting word. I was surprised that you didn't give me grief, grief for it. Oh, okay. Because ultimate's fine, but penultimate's... Mm -hmm. Is uh, Shane and Aaliyah levels. Although penultimate for me comes from my track days as well. Because long jumpers, you always had to work on the penultimate step before the leap. That was a big deal. I don't know it to mean that. Like, what does it mean in track? Um, so in long, it's the same thing, same meaning. but and So I think I might be using penultimate wrong. Because to me, penultimate means more than ultimate. Like the very ultimate. No, no, no. Oh, it's a step below ultimate. Not below, before. So... Taking the long jump, for example, because that's how I learned the word. You had the foot that you jumped off of. Yeah. The step you took before the jump yeah. was something you trained on as well. That was a penultimate step. So you have ultimate, and then penultimate is what happens just before the ultimate thing happens. Okay. So this is not my penultimate nail situation. This is my ultimate. Mm. I've been using penultimate wrong. I always thought penultimate was beyond ultimate. You're doing ultra ultimate? Yeah. Basically. Interesting. Um, the other day I asked it's you. It's documented. I taught you the correct definition of a word. You taught me the correct definition of a lot of things, actually. 
Thank you. That was perfect. <laughs> um, I asked you the other day if there was anything your son ever said to you that made you say, how do you even know that? Mm-hmm. I believe it was reframing. Yes, he asked And me. he was five, not seven. He was five, and he said I was reframing his argument. Correct. And I made and it I think clear I was. that for that situation, it was sort of double trouble because it wasn't just the word. It was also the actual theory and phrasing. And the accuracy. Of said word. It's triple threat because right. he was right. Right. Because um, a lot of times the five-year-old will be like, well, let me tell you about mm-hmm. the penultimate. And you're like, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> but right. whatever. So he knew the word, he knew the right theory of what it meant, and he was right. And he's also used the word trajectory with me more than once. Mm-hmm. Yes. What, but tra- trajectory from your son doesn't surprise me because it's a math thing. Mm-hmm. And math is his, his thing. Right. So he can see a trajectory. So someone at some point told him what the word was, and that was it. You Shout notice how Blades. often, right? Do you notice how often he asks you what a word means? I've noticed that. Yes. What does um, that mean? I don't understand what you said. Yeah. What is that? What does that mean? I don't understand that word. That's kind of rare for seven. Um, Most times when we're with our parents and they're throwing out words, we're just like, whatever. I think that comes from the house that he just grew up in where you had to keep up with the vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And I think we encouraged him like i kind of grew up in a space where if i didn't know something i nodded my head and then yeah, i might go research later mm-hmm. but it was like eh, i don't because it was whether it's embarrassment or whatever it is it's like i'm just not going to ask this right now right he wants to know right now what wait 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 right. wait, wait because Rewind. he what wants to know not for future reference but so he can understand what you're talking about right now right is this going to affect my ice cream sandwich <laughs> just give me the how right what i need to know to understand where are we going what mm-hmm. are we doing what are we eating right so if anything gets in the way of that my kid and me i'm gonna just use context clues and try to just get to the point mm-hmm. um he doesn't want context clues no. he wants the actual yep. answer that's how you um how how he kind of did our uh, one of our maintenance people not maintenance people but dirty not dirty but kind of judged him. No, but Maisie told me you must have told Maisie. Maybe I did because it was um, we won't say his name but right. So there's a gentleman in our building who is very jovial, very always, happy, always, 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 always smiling. And I remember being in me and Cole are in the elevator with him, and he's his usual bubbly, bubbly self. I'm like, can I ask you a question? I was like, sure. How are you always smiling? How are you always in this mood? Mm. And he says, it's funny you should ask me that. I read an article years ago that basically said you can trick your brain into being happy by smiling. And if you just smile, you'll feel better and and you'll go on with your day. The lies. My now six-year-old son looked at him and said, that's not how the brain works. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, dear. And then he, then the gentleman made him sick of trying to explain it to him. He's like, no, and there's science behind it and everything else. He went so far to say, you know, you're too young to understand, but one day you'll get it and all this other stuff. He and said I, that? I saw Cole's face like, mm-hmm, keep going. And then it was like, uh, what else did he say? Oh, his father told him that it takes too much energy to be sad. Mm. It's much easier to be happy. Mm. So let's work on being happy. Mm. And Cole said something to the effect of, that's not healthy. Mm. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he's not wrong. So I'm, like, I'm not, not going to correct him. 
He is not wrong. So, you know, if that's Aaliyah King 30 years ago or 40 years ago, I'm getting popped for saying that to an adult. For for answering the adult at all. That's not how brains work. Um, yeah. That's not how brains work. And he's sort of right mm. there. Um <laughs> so Yeah. So I was thinking about that because I was trying to figure out uh my own daughter's where would you get that from? I couldn't think of anything. I mean, she's pretty whatever, but She's a constant. Well, she's, she's it's not constant. what you get that from. It's the, it's not the vocabulary. It's the timing and how she right. hits in her conversations. It's the so I asked my sister. Like she has great comedic timing, yes, whether she, she realizes it or not. Yes, she does, and she does realize she it. She does. Okay. My child knows all of her talents <laughs> intimately. So I asked my sister, and without even a moment's hesitation, she said, "When your daughter was three years old, she told you." To come inside the kitchen while she was cooking so you could be her sous chef. <laughs> like, she didn't even quite, like, it didn't take Not her two assistant. seconds. No. Mommy, come in here while I'm cooking. You can be my sous chef. She was three. That's hilarious. I do remember that. And I made a very decent sous chef, I think. What was she making? Do you remember? Hmm. A mess. <laughs> <laughs> if she was three, that's probably all that was happening. I don't right. remember her actually cooking at three. I mean, she had a sister 10 years older, so that's always going to, but it's not like this, the 10-year-older sister ever talked to her right. at well, that's, three. So, <laughs> so and that's, I that. think that's why I relate to her so well. Right, yeah. My brother's 10 years older than me. Yep. Same with um, her sister. Mm-hmm. So there's that gap where you go from being this cool little mascot yep. to having nothing in common. Yep. To them just being gone because they're yeah. in college or they're in the army or whatever it is. And yep. you're just kind of, an, you're basically an only child for basically most of your life. Yeah. Except you've had a taste of sibling whatever. Um, and then I think that for both you and her, when that sibling is an adult, you basically create your relationship there. There's a catch up. Yeah. And I mean, my brother is now 53. I'm 42. And I think... I probably caught up to him around mid to late 20s where we had stuff in common again. Mm. And that's been great. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely that early gap. Like I, Maisie's got 10 years before they really catch up. No. Less? They're caught up now. You think so? Absolutely. Mm. I think oh, you know, that no, if we I, can... Say, also, I think they have more contact with each other than I think I had with Chris at that point. So that might be it too. 13 and 23 mm-hmm. like i can put Maisie on a plane in cali right now mm-hmm. and they could just rock out for a week mm-hmm. and i mean they're not oh actually no they're not caught up it's not like they can go to the bar together i mean they're still even just in terms things. of the conversations yeah they're caught up they're caught up mm-hmm. they can there's nothing they can't talk about there's things they can't do together just right yeah, it wasn't even so much about the doing it's about being on a level where we can have a conversation that have you met my daughter that's what could true, she then. not talk about with her 23-year-old sister? Mm, fair. Because I don't know when my brother and I started talking about dating and relationships and all of this stuff either. Well, what were you, what kind of dating were you doing at 13? No, that's, that's my point in terms of catching up. Like, my brother wasn't going to tell me about his boyfriend when I'm 13. Right. For other reasons, maybe. Maybe uh, because he's gay? 
No. I wonder if that's part of it. Um, I think I think it's more of an age thing or more a generational thing in terms of the openness of having conversations about whatever. Um, adding on top of that, being gay in the 80s, 90s, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it may, it may have complicated things a little bit. But I don't think I truly, I, don't feel like, I didn't feel like I truly caught up to my brother until around mid-20s. Maybe, no, early 20s. Like 20, I probably caught up to him. Sorry, I have people upset with me for not mentioning them by name in the Biggie Belt story. So I'm trying to... Who? We won't get into that, I guess. Soothe some things. You wrote a dope story, by the way, on the Biggie Belt. Eh. (laughs) I'm kind of over the Biggie Belt, quite frankly. This has been a month of work? No, it's been 13 years of work, actually. I mean, this particular Um, iteration. I mean, I guess you could say it a month, but I just started writing it 72 hours ago. So, one of the things I've enjoyed as a writer and being around you, there's this thing where you feel bad because the idea of working on a piece is writing the piece when there's so much before you even touch a keyboard. Of course. And I think we ignore that part. I don't. And we treat, well, I would say the average writer or average worker even. <laughs> where the thought process gets kind of like tossed out for the actual work and we call it procrastination and maybe it is some in some form of procrastination but there's a big lead up into writing the actual piece my voice sounds terrible right now no it doesn't <clears throat> <laughs> well little, now that right there i don't little, know if we needed all that it's a little drool whatever sorry Mm-mm. No. Not together. Not with coronavirus. No coronavirus porn? No. Absolutely not. I, I, I kind of want to watch a coronavirus porn clip just to see how what it is. It's not. It's like. You've seen it? No, but I read it. I read the story that you sent me. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just rolling up wearing a hazmat suit and being naked underneath it and then doing all the things. Like, that's it. It's not like fake sneezing <laughs> and coughing it's just regular porn but they're wearing shot a hazmat suit on you at the end right like, that's it that would be funny just sneeze on you and that's Ooh. the money shot Ooh. that's definitely not the money <laughs> shot so speaking of money shots the other day um Maisie was working on a project for school's video I'm now uncomfortable and she was like she shot she filmed the founder of the school and she was trying to do a quick little edit yeah. of her footage to send to the person at school who was putting it all together. Mm-hmm. And so the little, little old lady is in the senior citizen's home or whatever. And then she turns back to wave to the kids. And Maisie was like, yes, that's the money shot. And I was like, don't do that. Ah, no, no, uh, no, no, no. And I was like, let's say something else. And she was like, why? She truly did not know. And I think the money shot has been sanitized. To me, like the golden moment. Well, the money shot was the money shot before porn made it. Oh, money was shot. it? What did it mean? Just what you, how your daughter used it. It got co opted oh. into. Oh. So your daughter's so fine. So basically, and it's you're okay. I'm the one who's. See, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought the money shot specifically came from porn. No, no, no. And it had been sanitized. Mm-mm. But still, it's. It's been co-opted enough that I don't know if I want my 12-year-old to say to her teacher. And then at three minutes and 30 seconds is the money shot. If her, if her teacher's cool, she'll giggle in her head and go And keep on. it. Po- okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Gotcha. Like, yeah, that's just how that goes. I'm so off. I was talking about my nails. Oh, right. 
I like your nails. They're sharp. They're extremely sharp. Right now, they're actually weapons. And I do think that if without, I... Without saying too much, I like the weapon phase of the nails. Continue. Um, I do think that if I were to hurt someone with these, I would be held responsible and liable. Not just, oh, it was an accident. Someone could sue me and say, you should not be walking around with nails that sharp. <laughs> and as a guy who did my nails, was painting them... One of my fingers ended up resting on them, and he actually winced and was like, can you take your finger off my hand, please? That hurts. And I was like, okay, this might not be. I mean, over time, they're going to get a little bit dull. But right now, if I were to, like, swipe somebody, I'm Black Panther. That's what this yeah, is right basically. now. Yeah. I'm Black Panther. And on each third finger, I have some, like, sparkles. Hundred percent. Because they're not sparkly enough. No, I get what he meant by keep it matte and keep it whatever. But I think I'm gonna. It's a very evening nail. It's a very evening nail. It's also a woman of the night nail. What ladies of the night? That was like lady of the night. Lady of the night. Um. Um. So you made the mistake of listening to three straight hours of this podcast. I did. I did that yesterday. I, I should have warned you not to. You actually did. I did. Long ago. Maybe even before. I don't know. You definitely have told me people don't do that. Like you, This is just not something you do because you'll just fret and right. get all weird. And it could affect how you perform the, the next time. Uh, the machinations and the throwing and the, the head drops and the what were they machinations? Yeah, yeah, they were machinations. It was it was comical. I was listening to the podcast as my mom or as Ghana or as Sky or as whatever are the people that I would really not want to hear those things that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I was listening to it as them, and I was freaked out by it, and. Now I understand when I interview celebrities, oftentimes they'll say, don't make me sound crazy now. Mm. And I'll say, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's a recording. Like, I can't make you sound crazy. But they know that what they say to me on this recorder, just putting it down word by word, what you said, they somehow think, well, she'll massage it (laughs) or something and make me not sound crazy. April Rain actually tweeted that out. She did. I remember. That wasn't pressure packed at all. Not at all. Um, But now I get it because when I'm in here with you and we're talking, of course I'm comfortable and of course I have to remember that on the other side of this desk you have a different purpose than I do over here. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that with this show. Oh yeah. This isn't an interview show. I'm not trying to. It doesn't matter. You're still going to try to make sure that I'm not boring. You're still going to try to make sure that you bring up things that are interesting. You are producing over there. Mm. I'm not producing over here. Except you kind of are. The only difference between me producing and you producing is that I have a board on my side. That's because, all because, the difference in the Because world. I've we've had several occasions where you're looking and it's like, oh, get the... Even today, it was like we were yeah, talking today, about the sneakers. Yeah, like, for get sure. Get the microphone. But no, outside of that, And you've come in with like, different. hey, there's something I want to talk about. It's like, different. All purpose. And How we things. get here is different than what happens once we're on because I am free in a way that you're not. Having the board over there changes everything. When I start running the boards, 
it's going to change everything. I'm going to have this constant reminder. That boy is going to be my mama right there. <laughs> and I'll have this constant reminder of what I want to talk about, what I might not want to talk about, that I don't have. Mm. Right now, I'm just talking to you. And I can forget that it's being recorded. You yeah, don't ever fair. forget that. You're looking at levels. You're running boards. You're never going to forget that. You're right. Um, yeah, that's fair. So. And also because there is no planning for this particular show. There's no conversation beforehand. Like this week, we're going to talk about whatever. It's just grab the mic and go. No, there's no yeah. rhyme or reason. It's like um, my friend, oh, what's up, oh? Um, he was listening to, listen to us talking about um, the Bumbling Dads. Mm-hmm. There was some sex talk in that and, one. So, no, so it was Bumbling Dads and then that went to the butt play episode. Oh, God. And he was telling me like, yeah, I was listening to this show and X, Y, and Z and we chatted about it for a few minutes. And I was like, if you didn't know me, is this something you would actually listen to? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, no, I would definitely listen to it because this sounds like me talking to my person mm-hmm. or, you know, just whatever which is which was cool to hear um it's hard when you are building anything creative and it's that initial phase of it's just your friends who are listening right or like, like, like who, yeah you like me right it's right. like your mom saying oh that was or a great on my end not you like me but just you're nosy you mm. just want to see like what's she talking about right um, i'd rather nosy than just be like i'm blindly supporting you because you're the homie i will take blind supporters all day all day. I'll mm. take the lurkers all day, too. I need some nosies. I need some... I would like, love to know if that's really true. That if I honestly have more people who lurk and don't engage than I do people who engage. I mean, if we're talking about online, that's generally how that works. Because if, like Twitter, if all 4,000 of my people, which is a small number relative to the folks that we know, mm-hmm. if all 4,000 of people who follow me actively engage with me, I'd never go on Twitter because it'd just be, be too way much. too much. Right. You know, now I'll tweet something I think is like Twitter gold and be like, one like. Right. Mm. Yeah, so, but people don't. Right. Mm-mm. Although, like, your your level of engagement is much different. You mean on for, Twitter or Facebook? Um, I mean, Facebook is your main mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. But absent of even, you know, what platform, folks engage with you more than I think the average person in I don't think I don't I don't I don't know about that. I couldn't do a live. And granted, there's been years of you doing Facebook lives, but I couldn't do a live and know there's going to be comments for me to respond to. Like your audience carries your Facebook lives as much as you do a lot of times. For sure. Okay. I was thinking about just posts, not lives. Even the ones that don't concern me. Are those, do those exist? I think so. I mean, I've, I've done some deep dives into your Facebooks and your Instagrams, especially in the beginning. So, yeah, they exist. Not lately. I actually, I don't know if we talked about it here. The moratorium? Yeah, about, we have. Did we? Yeah, we did. In that nine-hour conversation. I do not remember up. talking about that. Mm-hmm. So, did I listen to that yesterday? I guess. Or is that today? Uh, that didn't come up yesterday. Maybe it's today then. But I feel like we've had that conversation. Oh, no, no. You know what it was? You, we were going to talk about the fact that you don't follow me on anything. Did we ever? Did no. we talk about that? Mm-mm. Do you want to? Sure. I know you don't like it. 
I don't wait. I swear. I, I can it. swear that. Listen here. Trying to keep track. Of, yesterday, so I said, "Are you going to post something about me for International Women's Day?" Being goofy, and you're like, "Sure." And then you're looking for a photo, and I'm like, "No, nah, don't use that one." Blah blah. blah. And then you say, "What'd you say?" I don't remember. You said, "Why would I post this? You're not going to see it anyway." Oh, I mean, that's just me being a dickhole. Like we needle each other about stuff. That doesn't necessarily mean I feel that way. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um. No. Anyway. Um, in the very beginning, there was a man and there was light, there was something I looked at, I went down the rabbit hole of your social media profiles before I even swiped right or Mm. left or matched or whatever. I would love to know. I can't believe I'm talking about dating apps. Shit. I guess I've just given up the idea of lying about. I don't how know why met. you held on to that in the first place. I don't know. I just feel weird about it. I feel like as much as we talk about forty six not being a thing, I think that is the moment where you're thing. most forty six. Well, yeah, absolutely. The idea that we met on a dating app is something that bothers you. This, well, in this no. Space, it's like, no, 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 no. Also, what what makes it tricky for me is that technically. I really shouldn't have been on a dating app yet. Oh, yeah. That was that episode. So <laughs> We had that that's conversation. That's part of the reason why I've, I have fudged that. But that's also becoming less and less of a, you know, a thing. But, you know, I, I went down the rabbit hole of your social media profiles and I Googled you and I, I read some of your pieces on HuffPost and um, some blog stories and just I read a lot about you. And that always feels a little icky. It feels like you are skipping steps, for lack of a better word. You and steps. I know. I didn't want to say that, but it feels like sometimes I think learn those things from the person themselves. Um, But it is what it is. That's the world we live in. So I do not, I, I could swear I just heard today me talking about this. I heard my voice saying, I follow you on Twitter, but you're muted. I could swear I heard myself say that today. Maybe. When you, when you were punching us in. Maybe. Um, so that is the case. I follow you on Twitter. All right. Because I was saying that I shared your Biggie Belt story. Because that's what you said. You had 25 notifications on Twitter. And you're like, where did this come from? Right. And like, you just. No, 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 no. no. What story. I heard was an old recording. Oh. And I was saying those words. So gotcha. I might be repeating myself, mm. but. I follow you on Twitter, but you're muted. I am not. We're Facebook friends, but I'm not following you. We're basically muted across the board. I don't well, know I'm, what's I'm muted happening across the board. with Instagram because I don't really use Instagram that much. But yeah, I'm muted across the board. Right. So there was a time when you were my social media manager. Mm-hmm. You had all the codes to all of my platforms. You would go in and respond for me. You would post for me. You would deal with weirdos for me. You would tell me when Ugh. someone was in my DMs that I needed to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really helpful. I miss you in that <laughs> capacity. Um, Do you think that would be appropriate now? Would that work now? Yeah, it would work now. I don't... Yeah, it would work. Because part but, of the reason I, mean, I got out of that was because I felt like as our relationship grew, I needed to get out of your private space. Yeah, well, what happened was where this all began was we had an argument mm. and I, I posted that. something on Twitter thinking that it was kind of like just throwing it out there in the frustration of the moment, the way people do. Mm-hmm. Sub whatever. Sub I subbed you. Mm-hmm. And 
you, I remember like I pressed send or tweet and my phone rang like 0.2 seconds later. Mm-hmm. Like so fast that I was like, fuck, I didn't answer because I was like, I don't even know. I'm in trouble. I know I'm in trouble, but I need to reread the tweet so I can know what I said. Um, so that started really, I remember feeling like, well, shit, I can't, I really can't exist in my own world in social media because this dude gets a notification when I tweet and is literally has access to my social media. And that was the first time I felt like this is not a space, this is not a safe space for me if my boyfriend is as involved in my social media as he is. Um, so and to be kinda, fair, I'm still, I'm still get alerts and stuff like that. I just, but of course, I'm, your I private messages, your DMs, all that stuff I needed to not be in that space for sure. So we spend so much time together. And I think that probably comes up in every episode. Mm-hmm. And we're fine with it. I'm fine with it. It is what it is. We sleep together, wake up together, get dressed together, we go to work together, spend the whole day together, repeat Mm -hmm. most of the time. So I feel like every once in a while, maybe every two weeks, I go to your page and I read all your tweets and I love it. Like I love getting inside your head. The digest. Later. Right. Not in real time. I don't need you in real time. I have you in real time. So some of the stuff there will be like, oh, we talked about that. Some of the stuff will be a word. Like, I'll remember. Like, oh, I know why he tweeted that. Because we were walking down the street and we saw that thing. Um, I don't need to know that you're tweeting in bed with me in real time. <laughs> like, I don't need that. If I'm on Twitter and we're in bed together and you tweet something and then it comes across my feed, like, nah. Like, mm-mm. I, I know at least one couple who will be talking to each other on a Facebook thread while sitting next to each other. We've done that. We've, we've, I've tweeted, I mean, I've DM'd with you and your brother while that's I'm different, sitting Because my brother's in the room. That's different. Even that's weird. That I'm, I'm DMing you. You're sitting right in front of me. Also, my brother, I think, initiated that whole yeah. thing. So, so it's, I don't it's think that's a big as deal. Um, but I've seen where like, what are you talking about? We do. I do that. I DM you while you're right there. I'm not talking about DMs. I'm talking about Facebook posts. They'll write posts about each other, and then we'll comment to each other in the post while sitting next to each other. I see. Not DMs. Okay. Well. So I feel like you're not 100 percent okay with the fact that I don't see your posts in real time. Um. It's no. It's not that. I, eh, no, it's not that. Um, I think it's only really become a, a thing as we started doing some of these projects together in terms of, I don't know how much of this we want to get into, but in terms of like sort of owning these projects together, mm-hmm. promotions and all the other things. Wait, I need you to back up. Mm-hmm. I've gotten the impression that you don't like the fact that I don't follow you in real time on social media. No, I I really don't care. I if I mention it, it's literally just to fuck with you. I don't actually care. I don't believe you. I and think you we feel... always do, and this is where we always do back to this part of the conversation where I tell you the thing and you tell me you don't believe me. I don't. I don't believe in saying that to people in general. Like if somebody tells you something, stand down. They told you how they feel. That's not always true. Exactly. Which is why I'm saying I especially, don't believe you. Especially when you deal with, you know, sarcastic folks. And we're needlers. Right. Just because I, just I needle you on something doesn't mean it's a I thing. I think you still would prefer it. 
I think um, you would prefer that I retweet some of your things or engage with you about stuff, your stories. Like every so, so often when I'm looking at my Shane Paul Neal digest, I'll be like, uh, I would, you know, I wish I had seen this. I would retweet this mm-hmm. or I would have engaged with this as a person, not right. as your girlfriend, but just as a fellow writer. Right. Um, so I do feel a way like you always retweet you know what, my actually, stuff. Actually, I think always. I know what I think I know what it is. The couple times that you have jumped on, it was either because you were annoyed at me about something, or you disagreed with me about something, and you wanted to do that. It hasn't been what? like. All right, so there was the sub. Yes. And then there was Golden Girls. Golden Girls. My Golden Girls tweet. That we won't get into right now. Oh, right. So the, the the couple times that you have been like, oh, this is happening. It was because of. It was, yeah. It hasn't been like, oh, Shane wrote this thing or this was funny. Well, I have done that for the record. In real time? No. Yes, I have. I've tweeted out. I remember specifically saying one of the things I love at being, being at level is, you know, helping writers, da, 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 da. Shane Paul Neal's story on blah 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 is up down. I know I did that. That's not engaging with me. That's I'm oh, so, engaging with you. Right. Oh, I see. Got you. The couple of times no, you engaged me has been. I feel like I criticism or you're annoyed with something. Like, yeah. it hasn't been like oh that was funny or right. whatever. I feel like I'm afraid of burning people out on Ali and Molly, which I don't think is a thing. Well, that's, but, but that doesn't actually apply here. Yeah, it does. If you're commenting on something I put up, that has nothing to do with your, fa- your page. No, I just mean in general. There's people who follow both of us who would see, who would see our tweets if we're engaging so with So they can mute me. Well, they can mute us. I don't care. I don't care if they mute us either. It's just, okay, so can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I know that's a silly thing to say. It's earlier today, I was trying to block out a place for... I'm calling it a confessional, but I don't think that's the actual title. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what I'm trying to do. You mean blackout in terms of video? Mm-hmm. Right. To have a certain place where I can sit down quickly and do the things. Right. Um, in video. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment, this overwhelming moment where I was like, you can't do this project. You can't do this documentary. You're not good enough to do this. You're not qualified to do this. You can't do this. And... Last week, I decided instead of let me take a month off and do all the things, maybe I can just try to do this bit by bit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a whole right. thing. Or at least try to start seeing what it looks like. Right. Um, so I just got this wave of discomfort and wave of insecurity and this wave of something, particularly because I plan to be a part of story. I'm going to be on camera. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking to people on camera. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be narrating it. There's not going to be sound bites. It's going to be a story about me. Right. And that's the part that made me feel uncomfortable. I literally had like and we had chills. The, and we had the conversation about your journalism background, especially with hip hop and the idea Correct. of like that was just something you Correct. did you not do. You don't put yourself in front. You're not the story. Right. DMX is the story. Right. Um, it's not really that. It's partially that and it's partially... Um, the people that I know in this field uh, who look down at that sort of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just my background. It's who I know in documentary filmmaking who also are like, 
especially for black folks, like we're supposed to try hard to not be the story um, for whatever reason, I guess. I don't know. So I had this feeling and I felt icky and I had to walk myself through why I felt this way. And some of the answers are kind of related to how I feel about how you and I present ourselves. Um, as strange as it is, I still have a hard time saying, look at me, mm-hmm. which I've been doing that forever. Right. I've not, it's not like nobody knows what I look like, but sometimes when I look from above and see my brand and what it looks like, it freaks me out. Well, there's a difference between look at me and look at this thing about me. And I think that's what you're venturing into. Look at this thing about me, whether no, it's something that you wrote or a post or something else. You're actually creating things that are about you. We have projects that are specifically about us. Right. Outside of this podcast. Right. Um, Frank Lucas, as much as it's Frank, about Frank Lucas, it was also about you. You're, you've begun doing things that aren't just like, that are focused on you in a way that's different from the, even the idea of like, hey, I'm a writer. Well, Check I guess also that's part of it. Because from 1998 to 2008, you really don't know what I look like. Right. Nobody knows what I look like. You only know my name. And that's it. Like, right. I can remember in the 2000s, people being like, you're Leah S. King. No one's saying that now to me. Mm-hmm. If you meet me someplace, you already know who I am and you know what I look like. But right. there was a time in the late 90s, early 2000s where you don't know. Um, I remember going to this really, shoot, this is when we need people to call in. There was a restaurant, maybe still is, in the Bronx that was super famous. Wait, I'm saying this like you're not sitting across from me being from the Bronx. Dude uh, had a place in the Bronx and then he got one in Manhattan too. Oh. um, I think he, did he go to jail? Not Tony. It was um, Jimmy's. Jimmy's Uptown. Yeah. Uh, So I went to Jimmy's for an album release party and... Somebody's uh, album had just come out, and I gave it two and a half mics. And I'm in the spot, and someone comes up to me and says, do you work at the source? And I'm like, yeah, I work at the source. Is your name Aaliyah? Yeah, my name is Aaliyah. And the person walks away, and I just hear him say, she's over there at the bar. And I was like, something tells me I should get the fuck up out of here. Um, but he needed to, <laughs> he needed to find out. You know, like mm-hmm. he couldn't Google me and see a picture of me. Right. Um, so I got out, by the way, and my tires were slashed in my car. Um, all four of them. So that was fun. That's what you get when you give somebody two and a half mics. Your tires get slashed. Um, anyway, so obviously now you'll know what I look like, but there's still some tiny part of me that feels like I'm not supposed to be the story. I'm still working on that. So I come from my motivations for writing or doing anything else were slightly different because I started off writing personal essays and poetry and everything. So my, a lot of myself was all about my personal experience. It wasn't about trying to remove myself and give you this bigger picture or whatever. My whole thing was talking about me in a way that you could relate to me. So, yes. which, so which is why for me, I have no problem getting behind the mic and saying whatever or writing something because also, and I guess it's different for us, depending. Um, my most personal things that I put out there 
most of my actual like close friends have not seen because they don't read my stuff. They're not We've listening to the podcast. About, yes, you and like, I have talked about this. Like that's not a world that I have to work. If I want to hide something in plain sight, I write it down. That's I do right. a podcast because they'll never. Yeah. No matter it. what that thing is, by the way, it right. could be the New York Times. It, could, it doesn't mean it matter if right. it's your blog or. I have found that to be true. Um, it's it's pretty. I don't know if it's unnerving or if it's unsettling or if it's comforting. I think it's all those things that I can put some of the most secret, the, the things that I would never talk right, about. I was saying, think about the things that you wouldn't have written about Correct. if you knew. If I knew that people were going to read it, no one reads it. The people that quote unquote matter mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although we also talked about how that, you know, once that did uh, mm-hmm. blow up in my face. But right. for the most part, yeah, it just doesn't get there. It just reminds us how much people don't actually read. And even in that instance, um, the person wasn't going to find out except that somebody else told them. They didn't know, pick up the magazine and say, oh, oh you absolutely. wrote this thing. No. I mean, I think that... It was, sec- yeah. it was secondhand. It's true. They didn't... Secondhand. Right. It's so... True. Wait, you know what? I'm going to not do this because I remember one episode, I could hear myself moving the mouse and I did not like that. Mm. So we're going to put this down. Um, also, no eating allowed. You don't like that? No. <laughs> it was really annoying. Mm-mm. Well, it's also hard, too, because we don't know if this is going to be a half hour or three hours. Right. But well, we know it ain't going to be a half an hour. Yeah, that's true. That but we um, do know. But we can pause. We can do the things. I'm it's- so scared of my nails. I'm scared of hurting my <laughs> own self. I feel like I got some tiger stripes coming, but whatever. No. That's not what we're going to do here. That's no longer a part of this. So you can take your sex talk someplace else because I'm not doing that. Nope. You might as well delete that. That made me really uncomfortable. I saw in real time as you listened. My cheeks were warm, mm-hmm. which doesn't really happen to me. I've never seen you put your hand, your face in your hands more than I did last night for three hours. And what's, what I found interesting is you- No, it was just the last one. It was just the last one. The really? first two was fine. Because also, no, I also found interesting that you didn't stop. At no point you say, okay, I can't listen to this anymore. Oh, well, no, because at that point, I felt like I needed to know what, else what was, was said. Because the last one, the first two were fine. I have to be careful of, you, of not letting you keep me on past, like when I'm tired <laughs> and it's dark outside. Like that's going to be my new rule. I don't do this after dark. Except now we just, uh, had, the clock's just changed. Oh, that's right. But so still, it's like 9.30. Still, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna um something about it being dark and the place being empty was just me and you in here. I just started to get really like mm-hmm. it was almost like I was tipsy, but I wasn't. I was just tired and I was super loose and super comfortable and the the last hour would never have happened in the morning. <laughs>